Hey friends, welcome to the very first Battle Preach podcast episode. My name is Selah Williams and I'm so excited to see how the Lord is going to move in the conversations had over the series of this podcast. For this very first episode, I have a very special guest, my sister Kayla Williams. She's going to share with us some of her journey and some of the things the Lord has been teaching us over this past season of her life and I am so excited for you to join the conversation. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, so I'm so excited uh, to start this out with my sis, Kayla. Hiya. I would literally, there is no one I'd rather do this with, literally. Because <laughs> like, there's no one else she has to do it with. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> no, it's so bad because, like, I felt like the Lord was laying on my heart to start a podcast, and I was like, this is. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And so I called Kayla and I was like, I really don't want to do this by myself. Like, I don't really know what to do. Like, and she was like, helping me through it. And so cheering me on through it. And so it's so cool to be able to do it with her. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm honored to be on here. I'm so glad. She is so wise, guys. She is in ministry, pursuing the Lord, going where the Lord calls. And so (laughs) I think that she has some great wisdom to impart on you guys hopefully (laughs) no so i want to start this out just by asking you the question that i literally ask everyone and that is what is the lord teaching you in this season of your life Hmm. i would say so many things i'd say even stepping away from like the i'm called to preach or i'm called to do this or the titles that we put in ourselves yeah because then we see ourselves as our identity of what we can do rather than who we are as our identity in Christ as a daughter. Yeah. So I would say, honestly, just walking in my identity as a daughter and not what I can do. Because then, like, I would feel depressed if I feel like my performance is down. Oh, but if I so know weird. my identity, then I know that whether my performance is up or down, I am stable in Christ. So probably biggest lesson. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like that is one thing that is super hard in ministry. Like even like, I feel like uh, with me working at a church and like in a worship position, it's so easy to be defined by what the Lord has called you to rather than being like, I am, my identity is found in who the Lord has made me to be and what the Lord has already spoken over me, not just by my talent, you know what I mean? Or by what I'm in right now, because it's almost a matter of, okay, when I, I'm not maybe there's going to be a season in my life where I'm not a worship pastor or I'm not doing these different things and that doesn't affect my identity because the Lord has already spoken my identity over me mm-hmm. before he called me to worship leadership before he called me to other things so like just being really rooted in who he says you are and not even where he has called you to be is like I feel like a really big thing and I feel like I've seen that as you have like answer a call to ministry and like been intentional where the Lord is calling you and just being like okay like I know where my identity is found and no matter where he calls me like I'm just gonna be his vessel and it's not about like the place that I am right now you know and that's so important so I really commend you for that I think that's a really beautiful thing well thanks yeah um so let's talk a little bit about um okay so you are how old I'm 19 years old okay in counting and counting like the Duggar show. Praise Except I'm praise not gonna turn out like them. Praise, praise <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. So Kayla is nineteen years old. And so when you graduated, let's talk about like what you did when you graduated. So you graduated high school and then where did you go? 
So I went to um, Southeastern University, a college, and um, I really, really wanted to do like athletic training. Um, but I also wanted to do ministry. So I was doing that. And then I start leading a group at my school. And I was like, dang, I feel so like there's so much more of God I want to pursue. And I just don't really feel like I should be at a university right now. Um, and so I felt God telling me to actually leave the first year I was there, the was second <laughs> semester. And I just started this group. I'm like, I'm going to leave this group and then I'm going to leave school. And my parents, I didn't know like the reaction, yeah. but I, I wasn't planning to join circuit riders actually, or this ministry, but I just was like, okay, I'm going to leave. And then I was led there afterwards. And so, okay. It was so awesome how like obedience can lead you to your next step. Because yeah, if I had just so like looked where to go next, I wouldn't have dropped out. Let's not yeah. say drop out. Let's no. say discontinue. <laughs> Wouldn't have moved from the place you were to the place the Lord was calling you. Yeah. And I think that's really a big thing because I find even in my own life, it's like the Lord sometimes just calls us to walk in obedience. And he's like, just take the step I've illuminated before you. And we want all of the answers. So like for you, it's like, okay, you feel like the Lord is calling you away from school. That's like a comfortable place. Like you're a freshman. Yeah. It's like, it's your first year. And you're like, I think the Lord is calling me away. And instead of being like, okay, Lord, why are you calling me away? What do you have for me? You just decided to take the step and be like, okay, I'm just going to step away from this and like experience fully what he's called me into. And I think that's such a good lesson because it's so easy to almost not move until you kind of know what that move is going to look like. You know, it's so hard to just like step out in faith and be like, okay, I'm just going to take this one step and see where it goes. Like, that's so hard. But I really commend you for doing that. So explain as you stepped away what the Lord kind of revealed to you and what you kind of stepped into next. Um, so after that, I was leading this group and one of the um, people who actually came to help us lead, she had just come back from from her tour. And she was, I already known about the tour that they're doing basically to college universities, go and preach the gospel. And so I was like, whoa, I feel like God's leading me away from school. And then you're just like, throwing circuit riders all over me. I'm like, is this a coincidence? Yeah. And so like, as I began praying, um, God led me to circuit riders. And, and I was, I had no money in my bank account. I had, <laughs> I, I think I had like, you both, sister. very little money in my bank account. And I was like, okay, I don't even have like a 20th of the amount I need. <laughs> and so I just started praying and God began like giving people, people, like one person gave me money at my job. She gave me $300 and it was a missionary. I was just working. Like, it was heck? somebody I was serving. <laughs> It's like money just started coming in. And so I was like, now I know this is where it's supposed to be. So it was crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I think that's so cool that like I hear you saying like, okay, as the Lord was like laying circuit riders on your heart, which you'll probably explain what that is in a minute. Um, <laughs> he like brought people to confirm that. Like there were situations where it's like, okay, like all of a sudden, like you're being supported and the Lord is bringing in income and the means for you to do what he's called you to. And that's like confirmation of what he's calling you to and i feel like that's such a beautiful thing because like i feel like you could get in a situation like that and be so terrified that you're doing the wrong thing and the fact that the lord was so sweet and was like hey like i'm just going to confirm that this is where i've called you to i'm going to bring people in your life to show you like you are supported i like we lack nothing you know yeah and so like he's like i am your provider i am your jehovah jireh i'm going to be that for you and like to show that that's such a beautiful thing um so yeah, so explain what Circuit Riders is and kind of explain 
how you learned about it because you learned about it years before because i remember kayla i remember <laughs> like literally like we were young ish yeah and i was like 14. you were like you found lindy kona and you like went to the set and you did all these things and you're like man this girl's on fire like i want to do something like that i want to be involved in that so like talk about that <laughs> yeah so honestly i came downstairs one day and my mom had pandora on and usually it's just like this boring like not boring i'm so sorry contemporary <laughs> christian music i was like oh cool whatever but then there was this girl who came on <laughs> it's something like beethoven or something anyways there, there was this woman who came on and like as she began singing i was like this is totally different it was like fire and it was called every nation every soul and oh, so that I, song's so good. it's so good and so i listened to that song and i looked her up and i found out that she was with this organization called circuit writers and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. And then I found out that she was coming to Orlando and I thought it was a Lindy Conant concert. I'm like, I'm in. Like, when go. we got there, there was like so many people and it was not Lindy Conant on stage. And I'm like, what's going on? It was You're like, like what Todd White was screaming. And I was like, okay, this is not a concert. Sorry, mom and dad. Whoopsies. Um, but like, Wait, I was, mom and dad went with you? They took me. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? It went from like, it went from all day. So it was like 24 hours. And my parents were like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, it's not a concert, my bad. I but know they were worshiping, though. They I know. Were, they were Talking probably getting there, into it. So. You're like, can we leave? <laughs> we actually didn't even get hungry. It was like, we were there for so long. Yeah. We had to pick Selah up. Ugh. Oh, I do remember that. That's we would have been there all day. I was, okay, <laughs> this is back in my dun-dun-dun theater days. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Yes. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Was it Tech Week? Oh, that's so embarrassing. So we had a show, we had a tech week, free theater people, you kind of know what that is, where it's like you have a week where you're like literally on the set all the time, right before the performance, getting ready. And like, my tech week was during the set. So they're like having this revival. And then they're like, shoot, we got to go pick up Salem. We're like, dang it. I look back on that time. It's so far away. I'm like, what was, <laughs> what, what was I doing? She said, why did I do theater for so long? It's fine. The Lord knew my heart. All right. So, <laughs> so, so anyways, okay. Six so, weeks later. So fast no. forward. How has that impacted, like, you know, now you're... Yeah. So, like, basically the sin was sending out people to be missionaries. And it was just such a great commissioning. And that was the first time I felt my heart burn for, like, Jesus. Yeah. In this generation of, like, whoa, I can actually change something. And so I was like, okay, little 14-year-old. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and then, like, maybe two years later, um, I wasn't really walking as close to God and God used my neighbor. It was so weird to just kind of like re, I don't know how to explain it. I was like burning for Jesus again because of like the things that she spoke over my life. And also just like remembering like I'm on fire for Jesus, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you can go to conferences and then you just go back to normal. It's like it you have these mountaintop experiences with the Lord, right? Where it's like you're on fire. You're like, I'm going to do what he's called me to do. Like all yeah. these things. And then there's almost the tendency to grow be in a complacent space of just like okay like you know nothing's really happening i'm not at a conference like it's just the day to day and like you know you meeting her kind of reminded you of what that experience was like and what the lord had called you to in those moments and like kind of gave you the fervor to run after that again yeah yeah those are the words yeah See? that's why you have sisters yeah <laughs> i just met her and stuff so that's what i was about to say but um no all that and then yeah that just led the way of like i was planning okay i want to do a circuit riders camp like maybe during the summer yeah. but i never like planned to do a year there because i was like it's cool and stuff but like i want to go to college i want to be an athletic right. trainer i don't want right. to spend a whole year in california or whatever and then yeah kind of what i said before where i was let there 
And so it kind of was a, a seed planet like five years earlier that I never thought would sprout up again. Yeah. And then wow, God, it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super cool. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's so odd because it's like as your sister, I watched all of this stuff happen, but you know, also, I was away at college. I was doing all these things. Like, we weren't living in the same city when all of this is happening. And so I'm, like, hearing through phone calls, like, oh, hey, like, I think the Lord's calling me to California. And mom's, like, you know, mom's calling me. She's, like, Kayla's moving to California. And I'm, like, hearing all these things from afar. And it's, like, you know, I like hearing the story from you, like, all the details. Because I'm, like, wow, like, connecting the dots of, like, how the Lord has moved in your life. That's so cool. Okay, so you moved to California uh, for circuit riders. Um, what would you say, did you have expectations going into that, do you feel like? I definitely did. I definitely did. And they were all stumped. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really loved talk it. About it. I loved California. I just feel like the thing with living with 17 girls with like three cars, you don't think about. <laughs> okay, wait, back up. <laughs> <laughs> I do not say squirrels. I say girls. I don't count. It kind of sound like squirrels. No. But... no, no, no. I wasn't saying okay, that okay. part. I was saying back up because explain kind of what circuit, where you were going. So <laughs> what circuit riders is and uh, what you were rooting to California to do. Like, explain that oh, gotcha. before you explain. Sorry, so we're going to backtrack for the 17 girls in one house. Yeah, um, so yeah, basically, yeah. Um, Circuit Riders is an organization, um, like, kind of, like, off of YWAM, which is Youth um, with a Mission. And they commission young people out to go literally preach the gospel to generations. They do stadium events. And then they commission people out. And so it's a missions movement, but I feel like what's different about it is that they have so many different voices to it. So they have like Brave Love Women, which empowers women to go out and speak. And then like um, they have Black Voices Movement, which empowers Black people to speak. And then um, they have uh, Carry the Love, which is for like, all college universities. And they have one more, which I forgot. Whoopsies. <laughs> but basically, it's just kind of like a wide, diverse voice, which goes out into the nations and not just like America, but Europe, Africa. And it just empowers so many people. And then what usually happens is after our events, we'll have people coming into California from those events who are empowered. So it's kind of like a cycle of like empower, empower, empower. Yeah. And then other people are empowered. And so. I like how they kind of have a system of like, there's a place where um, not you're trained, but like you go to a space with other people where you kind of um, almost, they equip you to go out and then they send you out. So it's not like I... I feel like there are some places where it's like all about like just go out, go out, go out, and there's no equipping. Yeah. And then there's also places where it's like equip, 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 and then you never get to like walk in that purpose. And so yeah. I like that they have a rotation of like, okay, you're going to be equipped here and like have these experiences with all of these other people your age. Um, and then we're going to send you out and you're going to do the mission and walk in the purpose that the Lord has called you to. Like, that's a really cool thing because I feel like both of those things are very important as you walk with the Lord and walk in the purpose that he's called you to. And so I think that's really cool that they do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's so cool too. I do feel like a lot of missions movements, it's just like, it's kind of like people go, but there's not like a real purpose and aim. Yeah. It's like this has like a really set purpose. Like even our culture, it's very like radical servants. It just changes and shifts the culture that that we have as people and so like we're not only like trained as missionaries but we're different people when we come out because it's like if we want to be like christ we can't just like go and preach in universities well our lives have to actually change and so i feel like that's the biggest thing about it of like our personal characters yeah yeah that's needed. so good like uh even getting into 
um, being a living testimony and kind of what that looks like, because it's like, um, we can say with our lips all of these things. Yep. And I feel like, you know, especially as speakers or as worship leaders or, or wherever the Lord has called you to, it's beyond just doing that thing. It's a life that reflects who he is. And some of those people, the words you say might go right over their heads, but the lives you live, that's what's impactful. Whoa. You know, it's like yeah. his his joy that radiates through you, his peace that surpasses all understanding, like all of these things. And they're like, how is this possible? Like she or he is in a situation that seems impossible and they have a faith that is beyond what is happening, you know? And it's like your life reflects who he is. And that mm -hmm. is what you were purposed to do. You were designed to be his vessel and for like your life to be a testimony and point to who he is and everything you do. And it's beyond just your ministry, you know? Sometimes we get so into the space of like, okay, I'm in ministry. That means I'm a worship pastor or I'm a speaker or I do this or I do that, whatever that is. And it's like, it's so beyond that because yeah. whatever he's called you to do on a stage is an overflow of your relationship with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's, you can't just go like, I feel like I've learned this so much being a worship leader. Like, oh my goodness. Like <laughs> I, my worship changes depending on how intentional I am with the Lord mm. um, beyond leading on a stage, you know? And so it's like you, your life needs to be in alignment with the Lord and your um, ministry needs to be an overflow of that. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful thing. And so um, I like what you're saying because it, it really is your life really is a testimony and people, it's so much more than, okay, this is what the Lord has purposed me to do. You know, that's not, that's not just what we are supposed to do. Like we are called to be an example of who he is. It's yeah. like, even when you think of like in the Bible, when it talks about marriage, like that is an example of Christ and the church. Like everything that he has designed us to do is an overflow to show who he is, you know? And so like keeping that in mind as we are doing things that like, it's not just about ministry, you know? It's about, okay, is my life reflecting who Jesus is? And so I think that is a really cool and powerful thing. And I like that you said that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's kind that's of like better. a little tangent. I was like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was real that good. That'll preach. Real good. <laughs> oh, see, we need to have a button for that. That'll preach. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we should. Guys, oh. Should we do that? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, we just get trained up for 10 weeks in California, and then we're just sent out to our different outreach locations. Also, a really cool thing. I think about this um, discipleship um, discipleship training school is that people came from like Europe, Germany, Sweden, all these different places. Whoa. So like lots of my really good friends are oh, so they far overseas. They live real. literally overseas. Yeah. And so it's like empowering people, not just in America, but like also in different countries. So it's really wild like that. But yeah, we just go on tour to college universities. We have so many teams sent out. It's a lot of teams. And then we literally just lines of fire and crusade basically <laughs> let's go we just preach the gospel and commission people and i'm so excited because we're not on tour yet so yeah like, guys ah! kayla's going on tour and i literally <laughs> cannot wait like i'm so excited to hear the stories of what the lord's gonna do and how the lord's gonna speak through her and through her team and so it's gonna be really 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 cool really uh, really 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. um yeah okay so 
as you talk about this and as everyone kind of has more of a glimpse of what circuit riders is, let's talk about what was your expectation going into, okay, I'm moving to California to go into kind of a training for being sent out on tour. What were your expectations for that? Hmm. I would say my expectations probably that weren't fulfilled was that <laughs> um, honestly just like thinking that I'd be able to do what I want when I want to. Like yeah. for say like grocery shopping, we had three cars and so lots of times no cars were home or yeah. like something like that where I have to change my whole schedule or if I want to go out at a certain time and everybody left the house and I was just home alone. Well, <laughs> that's, like, just, that's just too sad. So I honestly just had to learn how to um, not be so high expected of like, I came to get trained and then everything else is a plus. I yeah. think that we kind of view like things kind of the way that we want to view them. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't meet our expectations, we get disappointed. And honestly, like I was disappointed for like a week. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm living in California with like the coolest roommates, the coolest people literally having worship sessions every day. There's no reason to complain if my schedules jumped up a little bit. Yeah. And so probably that was one of the biggest lessons of throwing out all of my entitlements of what I should be doing and just go with the flow. Yeah. I'm not a very go with the flow person. And now really? I am. Really? Now no. I am. <laughs> I just have like a schedule. I schedule everything and I have to yeah. throw that That's out. That's literally like growing up, me and Kayla would clash because of that. <laughs> I'm literally the most spontaneous person. And like, I feel like it's so bad because like, I'll, I will buy my tickets to places like the day of like I do all yeah, like her, her bus yeah I'm ticket. literally like <laughs> taking the bus somewhere tonight and I bought the ticket an hour ago but <laughs> like I literally have just always been like that growing up like I'm like whatever like it'll be whatever and like Kayla's like no we need to know what we're doing like we need to write it down and we'd always like not know what we were doing <laughs> Kayla yeah. would just kind of like decide just tore out my I'm journal like, we can point. do whatever and she's like no <laughs> This is what we're doing at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just feel like life's better with the schedule. But, like, now, I don't really think that. Especially okay. since... Wow. Like, <laughs> like I, I haven't made a schedule in, since tour, since California. I haven't... Really? I just go with the flow. If they want to eat out at 2 a.m., I'm, like, fine. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a thing of time kind of just goes out the window when you're serving God. Because he'll, we'll literally have the coolest evangelism moments at 1 a.m. in an IHOP. And it, yeah. I want it to be in bed, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like if I have been in bed like I want it to, yeah, then I, I wouldn't have missed out on what the Lord had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, eh. Wow. That's so funny. I feel like we switched a little bit because like being in college, like I feel like I like learned how to be more on a schedule a little bit because I'm like balancing like being in ministry, being a student, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, I need to like figure out the schedule thing. And then you're coming <laughs> back from California and you're like, no, like things are more chill now. That's so cool, like how the Lord like uses different things to like show you how to, I, I don't know, like balance out. Like that's yeah. Kinda, yeah, that's sick. Pressure. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, so what are, okay, I guess going to circuit riders, like you've come out of training, right? And what are some things that the Lord taught you in your time of like being equipped for tour um that like either you want to share or that really like resonated with you yeah honestly i feel like hmm, so many things yeah. Ide identity of course of being a daughter and letting your ministry um, flow from that yeah but also just getting rid of all entitlements as i said mm -hmm. like as a christian like 
our only entitlement is that we are a son or a daughter of Christ. That's our only entitlement. That's the only thing that's like promised to us. The rest is kind of like we have so many entitlements. Like say we have to get coffee every day or have to work out every day or all these things that we kind of add on. And then if it doesn't happen, we kind of get mad. And if so, that's an entitlement. And I've just kind of had to lose those entitlements of it's okay to not get what you want. And like we're not entitled to anything Mm. like we're not. And then also like just all the victories that I personally had, I need to just throw them at the feet of Jesus because they're his. And like, Mm. I feel like a lot of times um, our victories and we can like boast about it and boast about it to ourselves. But I'm like, wait, it was honestly all Jesus. And so learning how to be able to celebrate but not be prideful almost. Mm, That's so good. It's so hard when you're a believer and you feel like you did something right or you did something great. And you're like, wait a minute, I couldn't have done this without Jesus. And so it's like just throwing it all back on him because when we do take that, it's like we're boasting in ourselves. Mm. And it's like it says don't boast in anything but Christ. Yeah. So that was like one of the biggest lessons because I realized I was prideful and I didn't even know until it's highlighted. And so I was like, whoa. Pride is like a big thing. It'll get you too because I feel like it's so easy in our times of like where we're desperate for the Lord to move to Mm. be like, wow, Lord, like you're doing this. This is so cool. And on like in the highs of ministry, you know, where it's like it is easier or like you just see the Lord moving so evidently, it's almost like we forget to credit it to him. Like it's like, oh, wow, like that was so cool. And like I've really had to like really be intentional about gratitude because I feel like gratitude kills pride in a way because it's like, okay, like what? Even in seasons that are hard, I've learned to like sit and be like, okay, what is something I could be? appreciative for like towards the lord like what where have i seen the lord move and like if you look for his goodness you will find his goodness because he is good you know and so like being intentional to battle pride i think is a really big thing when you're all in the highs of ministry in the highs of walking with the lord because like i think it's so easy to lose focus of why we're doing the things that we're doing when mm-hmm. the things we're doing are going well. And so I like that you emphasize that. That's really cool that the Lord um, emphasize that for you um, yeah. as you were um, in training. Wow. I would also say childlike faith too. Yeah. Because honestly, like, you know, children when they're with their parents, they don't have to ask what, what's next because they just trust them. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we're asking what's next is because we don't have faith in Jesus. So like even with after tour, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ask what's next like, even right now. I'm just like, I'm just going to appreciate where I am now. And then like childlike faith is saying that I trust my father so much that I know he'll just lead me in the right direction. Yeah. Like I don't have to keep asking and begging. That's kind of like an orphan when they don't have a father. Mm. It's because they don't know their identity that they always are begging. But Whoa, that's good. It's like we have an inheritance because we're daughters. So we don't have to beg. We just can walk in our father's footsteps, basically. Yeah. So, a big lesson I learned. Whoa, Caleb, that is so, so good because I do think that there is that sense of recognizing that like we belong to him like he is our father we are adopted we are not orphans and um not like having uh dialogue with him as if we are and -hmm. like that's crazy that you say like when you beg that is like almost having an orphan state of mind where it's like i need i need this i need this and it's like when you think of like what is that psalm 23 it's like the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing like everything we need is in him because we belong to him Mm -hmm. and remembering that when we 
um, communicate with him. I think that's really cool. I've yeah. never thought of it like that. That's so cool. Yeah, Look, I like, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> like orphans, like say they, they don't know when their next meal is coming or something. So they're always like begging, begging, begging. Mm -hmm. Like as a daughter who has a father who knows that I'll take care of them, it's like I don't have to beg because you know what I want before I ask it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, good. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's so cool. Oh, those are, that's so cool. I feel like, I feel like with us living <laughs> like apart from each other, we don't get to have like these like, really deep conversations about like what the lord is teaching us and so like i'm even being encouraged hearing how the lord has been moving like during your time with circuit riders and like all of those it's just such a beautiful thing i feel like um to even see that growth of like you coming back like so excited for tour <laughs> and like um i guess when is when does your tour start it starts in 14 days <laughs> yay i'm so excited that's so fun okay so do you kind of know what that's gonna look like yeah so we're still planning <laughs> it out but we're we're going to like the mid-atlantic region so it's gonna be like tennessee virginia north carolina south carolina and kentucky and we'll have one stadium event which is called the send and we'll do that with a few other teams um and then we're going to have the rest just going into colleges a few known ones actually liberty clemson um other ones that are pretty big too so really excited um yeah. And we honestly just have a two-day tour stop for our team because we're carrying the love. And so our first day will be preaching the gospel, getting people saved free. That's a fun night. Yeah, no I'm <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <You know. laughs> and the second night is basically just teaching them how to evangelize and then commissioning them. And so like our hope and prayers is that when we leave every single campus, that there be burning ones who like start prayer groups on their campus because we're like commissioning them out. And so it's like a mm -hmm. thing where they won't need us to come back because they'll be starting things on their campus. And so it's like a catalyst movement, basically, where yeah. we're not just getting them saved, because that's just kind of boring. Like, if you just have people saved and then they're not right. doing anything, they're just gonna go back where they were. But like, if we commission them and call them out and say, you can actually lead on your campus, and then it starts a movement, so. Yeah, that's yeah. so exciting. Oh my goodness. So she's leaving in 14 days, going <laughs> on tour, doing all the things. And I hope that this is an encouragement to you guys to take that step of obedience because this all started from obedience of you know being a freshman right minding yeah. your business at college living <laughs> your best life you know right leading right. a group with your friends and then all of a sudden the lord's like hey like i want you to leave <laughs> I was like, okay yeah and so <laughs> like walking in obedience there's so much reward of obedience and i think that um we view obedience as walking into something we already know kind of and yeah. obedience is really like walking out in faith like walking mm. out in that blindness of okay like i am so dependent on you lord right now like yeah. i am in this really vulnerable spot like you like i'm just like move you know and so i think that that's really cool that you did that that's an encouragement for me like i feel like i'm going through like a few transitions and like personally like it's just so easy to be like okay lord like i will do this if you if you mm -hmm. show me not this. the conditional yeah literally but like i feel like it's so easy to do that and she the pulled a gideon lord, no literally the lord has kind of just encouraged me like do you trust me like you either trust me or you don't there's no like mm, kind of like no like do you fully like trust me and trust that i have your best intention in mind and i think that like one thing for me is trusting him to write my story in a way because it's like one thing that i've learned is that like 
you know, he will write our stories with our best interest in mind, mm -hmm. not with what we had in mind. Yeah. And it's so easy to like, okay, like even if he said a yes over the situation, like he said yes for you to go to circuit writers and all this stuff, it's easy to have the expectation of how that's going to go. And it's like, you're allowing him to write the story with what is best for you and not necessarily with what you think it's going to be. And that is, there's so much beauty in surrendering your story to him because he is your creator and he is the best author. And, you know, it might not, it's going to look probably a lot different than what you think, but there's so much beauty in that because he knows us better than we know ourselves, you know? Yeah. And so walking out in that obedience and then, you know, not retracting that obedience almost because it's so <laughs> easy, you know, okay, I was obedient in this place. And then you like kind of start taking over to be in constant surrender, to be in constant obedience of, I'm just going to take one step. What is the best next thing I need to be doing. Okay, now that I've done that, what is the next thing after that? Instead mm -hmm. of trying to look ahead, like I'm just going to be, be obedient in this one thing and I'm going to walk in surrender and let the Lord do what he does best. <laughs> so yep. yeah, that's super Amen. cool. I'm super encouraged by that. And I'm so glad um, yeah, that you shared with me and with our friends uh, what the Lord is doing in your life. And um, we're going to watch you as you continue on this journey, on this second writer journey and, and on all of your ministry endeavors. Is that the right word? Endeavors? We'll yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Someone get a dictionary. Um, but yeah, cool. so that's super cool. But yeah, I feel like we should just leave it there because I feel like there was so much wisdom and that the Lord hopefully uh, spoke to you guys. He spoke to me. And so, yeah, um, be blessed. And Be blessed. And that'll preach. And that'll preach, Shawnees. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys next week. Or you'll hear me next week. That's crazy. Will I right. see you, though? <laughs> yeah, literally. All right. Peace out, Shawnees. <laughs>